Good morning, and thank you so much for tuning in to Dr. Gina's radio chat. What a lovely day it is. It is April the 20th, and I'm super excited because today is Wednesday, and this is the my most favorite day of the week because I get to spend time with you. I love, love, love spending time with you guys. It is so, so refreshing and so good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, listen. I just wanted to say, listen, today is such a good day. Today is such an amazing day. Let's start to see what today's weather is going to be today. (laughs) A lot of today's, right? All right, let's go. Uh, Let's see. In Washington, D.C., it is 52 degrees, mostly sunny. Uh, Today's high is supposed to be 60 degrees. All sunshine for you today. That sounds so good. 43 degrees in uh, Detroit, Michigan, mostly sunny today. Your high is going to be 50. Man, what a big difference from the day before yesterday when you guys had snow right after Resurrection Sunday. (laughs) I'll tell you, I'm not surprised. I'm from Detroit. I know what it does. Jacksonville, Florida, 70 degrees. Your high today is going to be 74, partly cloudy, mostly sunshine for you. Dallas is 68 degrees and cloudy. Uh, You got a gust of winds that's going to be a blowing all the way until this evening um, where you're going to have clear skies. It's going to get to a high 87 degrees for you today. London, you are 64 degrees. Your high was 66. You are pretty, you know, clear skies right now. You're waking up to 45 five degrees, partly sunny tomorrow, high 66 for you. Uh, Los Angeles, you are 58 degrees. Your high is going to be 69 degrees and sunshine. You're kind of cloudy right now, but the sun is a coming. So be patient, you guys. It's coming on in. Uh, Columbia, South Carolina, 59 degrees right now. And your high today is going to be 70 degrees. Uh, Sunshine for you as well. And Columbia, South Carolina. Let's see. And Miami, Miami, you're 78 degrees, high 80 today, mostly cloudy, mostly sunny, partly sunny today. Um, And you got some terrific weather um, today, mild and and beautiful, it sounds like. All right, Kenya, you are 91 degrees right now. That is your high um, today. Uh, You are waking up to 73 degrees and cloudy Uh, And your high tomorrow is going to be 93 degrees. So cloudy for you. Kenya, Hawaii, you are 50 degrees, mostly cloudy for you. Uh, Let's see. Your high today is going to be 64 degrees. Tomorrow you do have showers waking up to 49 degrees. So be prepared for that high tomorrow, 65 in Hawaii. Uh, Australia, you are 51 degrees and clear. And let's see, that is your um, your high today was 64 and you are at 51 right now. You're waking up to 48 degrees, mostly sunny uh, tomorrow. And your high is going to be 64 degrees in Australia, Puerto Rico, 75 degrees, mostly cloudy. 
for you right now. You got showers coming this afternoon, all afternoon until this evening. You're waking up with more showers tomorrow. 65 degrees is your um, what you're waking up to, and 77 is going to be your high tomorrow. Portugal, 66 degrees, uh, partly cloudy. Uh, that's where you are right now. Your high was 66 degrees. You're waking up to partly sunny tomorrow. 45 degrees and 66 again is your high. If I didn't say your city, your continent, your nation, guess what? It doesn't matter because God is still in control and has the final say. He knows everything that's going on with you, about you, and he is concerned and he is so in love with you that he has a, a, a solution for the issue. <laughs> Whatever the situation is, he is in full control of it all. All right. So just be encouraged about that. And listen, I want you to uh, go ahead and tune in and tell a friend. Let everybody know that you're listening to Dr. Gina's radio chat with over one million listeners worldwide. We stream live on 125 live streaming networks, including iHeart. And we got we on Spotify. We on Apple Podcasts. We on everything. Um, go ahead and tune in to us all over the world. Um, I, I have a list of countries that we're in. I can't even name them all, but we are every everywhere, literally. Um, go ahead and tune in and tell a friend, listen, we are, um, go ahead and download the app, BBS Radio, the app, go into your app store and go ahead and download it so you can take us everywhere with you. Take us to the grocery store, the gym, to the park, walk your dog, wherever, with your friends at lunch. Listen and tune in to BBS Radio, especially to Dr. Gina's radio chat, but you never can go wrong with BBS Radio. Um, and go ahead and tune in with that, where we have the best engineers and producers and owners <laughs> all over the world. They are the best. I'm telling you. I've been with them for almost seven years. Come August, it'll be seven years. All right. So go ahead and tune in and connect with BBS Radio Station. All right. And also we are on Alexa. Hey, Alexa, play BBS Radio. And to listen to my show, you say, hey, Alexa, play BBS Radio Station number one. And if you have Google, say, hey, Google, play Gina's radio chat and it'll bring you right into the show. All right. Go ahead and take us in the car with you with your SUB USB cord. I still don't know the technology. Please forgive me. <laughs> your USB cord. Take us with you. Let it go ahead and connect with your computer in the car so it'll just know what to do when you get in every time. But let it go ahead and plug us in so you can take us wherever with you. Um, we are everywhere, worldwide, all right? Internet radio. All right, you guys, so that's enough of all of that. <laughs> We're going to take a sponsorship break, and we'll be right back with Ministerial Moment right after this sponsorship break. Hi, my name is Gina R. Prince, and I'm so excited to share with you my third published book, In the Weight of Every Loss. In the Weight of Every Loss, I share revelation God gave me concerning the scripture, Hebrews 12 and 1, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. In the Weight of Every Loss, I'm being completely transparent about my own struggles I endured in my personal walk. Serving in a leadership role as an ordained apostle preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ is not always easy. So if you are called into leadership or are actively in a leadership role right now, in the weight of every loss will expose the real work of the enemy. You will be encouraged to regain your strength again and return back to the will of God. In the weight of every loss is for those in leadership struggling to maintain strength. It is for those who truly want to walk in truth and for those who are no longer willing to live in a lie anymore. Get in the weight of every loss. 
All right, you guys, get in the weight of every loss. We are on Kindle and Amazon. I'm telling you, get in the weight of every loss. Go ahead and read Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. That's where that came from. Um, setting off everything that will distract you and keep you from living the life that God has for you. Um, just get rid of all the weight. That's what it's all about. That so easily besets you, that keeps you from your destiny, that keeps you from moving forward. Okay. So I just want to encourage you about that. Get in the weight of every loss on Kindle and Amazon. All right, you guys. So this is ministerial moment. Let's get into it. Okay. All right, you guys, you know, when was the last time that you actually told God that you loved him, you know, really told him that you loved him. Right. So that's the question. Think about it. Like, so when we're in prayer and everything, you might say, God, I love you, right? And especially when things are going good, God, I love you. I love you, God. I love you so much, right? But is, are you listening for opportunities to be obedient? Because the way we show our love to God is literally by obeying him. That's how we show our love to God is by heeding to um, trusting in, relying on him for everything, allowing him to do what he says he's going to do and to allow him to um, instruct us, correct us and things like that. You know, far too often, you know, we go with our own agendas, our own ideas. And it's so much of that going on. You know, start a business. You could do this. You could do that. And we can. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. But are we seeking the instructions from the father? Because when he puts his hand on something, it's going to be successful. When he tells us to do something, he's going to make sure it gets done. He is the author and the finisher. So in the meantime, while we're walking from day one into I surrender everything to you, to Lord, have your way, to Father, I surrender all, right? I mean, then there is instructions, there's preparation, there is pruning, there's a process. Are we allowing that to take place? Are we saying not my will, but your will be done? Or are we adding in and, you know, saying this is a good idea. Let's do this. Or I should do this or I should do that. Instead of saying, Lord, what is your will? Have your way. This is a posture of love. This is a posture of obedience. This is a posture of trust and really, truly surrendering everything to him. So I ask you today, when was the last time you truly told God, that you love him. When was the last time you truly told him that you you are trusting him, relying on him, believing in him and having faith in him? When was that last time? So I just ask you that. And I want you to consider all of that when you are in your prayer closet, spending that time with God, that you are really seeking him in that posture of, Lord, I just love you so much. I just love you so much, Father. And I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. I'm going to say whatever you tell me to say. I'm going to start whatever you tell me to start. I'm not going to quit because you're with me. I'm not going to give up because I trust you. I'm not going to give up because I'm obeying you. And even though it doesn't seem like the way I thought it was going to seem, even though it doesn't feel like I thought it was going to feel, I'm still going to obey you because I love you. And because you told me to do this, Lord, I'm going to do it again. Think about Jesus, not my will, but your will be done. Not 
my will, but your will be done. There is glory during and at the end of this process. So know that there is a greater reward, but your obedience is greater than sacrifice. So I encourage you, think about when the last time you told God you truly loved him. All right. All right, you guys, this has been Ministerial Moments. And the key word is obedience. <laughs> All right. Obey. Seek the instructions. Get the guidelines so he can tell you what to do. All right. So you can do it successfully. So you can show your love and, and, and your respect and your trust and your reliance on him. All right. Ministerial moment. We'll be right back after this commercial break with Kareem R. Ellis. Ooh, ooh good grief. He brings the fire. All right, you guys. We'll after this commercial break, we'll be right back. Well, I'm sitting up here enjoying my hot cup of coffee from Cameroon, Mumsy's Coffee. I'm telling you, so good. And you know what I love about it? Every sip that I take out of this cup, when I purchase a bag, guess what it does? It helps African villages. It helps with hospitalization, orphanages, and also helping them to gain income by purchasing sewing machines. So I'm telling you, go ahead and link on to Mumsy's African Coffee and get your bag today. So good. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. Freedom and deliverance are available to you in Born Into Sin, Transformed Into Destiny by Dr. Gina R. Prince. One woman's story is everyone's struggle in Born Into Sin, Transformed Into Destiny. Available now at drginaprince.com. Have you heard about the Life in the Spirit devotionals? Life in the Spirit is a collection of teaching devotionals that shatters the work of the enemy who attempts to hold you back from reaching your full potential. The first set is called the Solid Rock series. These four devotionals help you build a strong foundation to stay rooted and grounded in Christ. You'll learn what it means to be a child of God, how to have the faith that moves mountains, how you can experience true freedom in Christ, and how to step into your purpose and destiny. The second set is called the Holy Spirit series. These four devotionals help you build an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. You'll be guided into encounters with the Holy Spirit, learn to go deeper into His presence, understand and receive the Holy Spirit baptism, and learn to war powerfully in the Spirit. You get all eight devotionals from Life in the Spirit for only $30 plus free shipping. Save 80% now with this special offer. Go to lifeinthespiritbooks.com. Well, hello, everyone. This is Dr. Steve Green. You can find me at greenlines.com. I want you to know that I'm a big fan of Dr. Gina's, and uh, she's blessed me so much over my years. We've had a, a very good, godly kingdom relationship. I've had her on, the, on my show, the Green Lines podcast, many times. I always love having her back. She's a great guest. And I'll tell you what, you're going to learn a lot from her radio show. So don't just keep her to yourself. Don't just come on and listen to Dr. Gina. Uh, knock on a next door neighbor's door and say, Hey, you got to tune in Dr. Gina. Talk about her at church. Talk about, about her in the hills and the byways. So I know you're going to learn a lot from Dr. Gina today and every day. And now I'm going to just turn you over to Dr. Gina's radio chat.
I love Dr. Green. All right, Dr. Steve Green, he is on the Apple Podcast, uh, Charisma Podcast Network. Um, yes, go ahead and tune in to Dr. Um, Steve Green, and uh, he is amazing. I love, 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 love him. He has actually um, been a blessing to me through the years, actually, and I'm just so thankful um, that God had connected us. Um, his, his podcast is called Green Lines um, Podcast with Dr. Steve Green on CPN Network. You can go through the Apple and uh, listen to his. Um, they're also on uh, pod, spot, Spotify and um, YouTube and all of that as well. But go ahead and connect with Dr. Steve Green. I love him so much. That's my charisma connection. Um, you know, we've been knowing each other since, woo, I mean, years. I've been with charisma now since 2009. It's been a long time. But um, anyway, I just love him. So anyway, with all of that being said, welcome to the show, Kareem R. Ellis. What you talking about today, Kareem? What's going on? Ooh, Dr. Gina, Dr. Gina, Dr. Gina, how are you doing? I am blessed and highly favored, and I'm excited to be on the premier platform in the country. Your show, come on now, we know your show features messages of hope, and we in a day and age where folks need hope more than ever before. So it is an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to be with you today, this morning. Talk about it. Talk about it. I love that energy. Tell us about because you've been on the show before, but I love um, your story and just, you know, how it inspires so many people because they hear this energy and it's like, man, where did he get that from? How can I get that? And even though your your energy and your positivity and your motivation and inspiration is transferable. Right. Tell everybody how you grabbed it. When was the first time you realized, you know what? This is a mindset or, you know, I need to come out of this or I need to do this. Was it always like that for you? Or when was that aha moment for you, Kareem? Absolutely not. I'm so glad you say that because so many people look at people that, that give the, the evaluation of success in their life. And we get so busy about what we see that we forget where they started at. I'm going to say that again. We get so busy focused on where they are right now, we forget where the journey started at. So I'm always interested in your starting point because a lot of times you're going through situations and circumstances I may be going through as well. So originally when my journey started, I went through a concept that I just gave the other day called uh, resuscitation versus resurrection. And the reason why I think this is so powerful because we know we just came off of Easter Sunday where our, 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 our Lord and Savior was resurrected. A lot of times people don't understand the difference between resuscitation and resurrection. When you try to mm. resuscitate a thing, that means you're trying to keep a thing from dying. So if, if someone was to be rushed into life's ER, right, and they had a heart attack, all the doctors in the ER are spending their time trying to resuscitate that person to keep them from crossing mm. over. So they'll mm, pop mm, the buttons mm. off a person's shirt. They'll put those defibrillators on the chest, and they'll yell out, clear, in order to try to bring that person back to life. I was the individual inside life's proverbial ER, meaning that when I started this journey, Dr. Prince, I had my own mindset of what it is I wanted to do with my life. The problem being, in order for me to get to the higher level of myself, I had to stop trying to resuscitate who I was. I had to let myself die mentally, spiritually, and physically. That means my will, I had to let it go in order to walk into God's divine design for my life and purpose. When you let something die, God has the ability to resurrect. So my journey started with letting myself die, my desires, the things I thought I wanted, and had to put myself down in order for God to lift me back up. 
The problem being is when you in life ER, you know, there's a doctor typically there where you're trying to resuscitate. And if you keep trying to bring that person back to life and it doesn't work, the doctor has to call out the time of death. For many of us on this call today, this is a season of time where we got to go ahead and call out the time of our own death. We got to let ourselves die in order for God to resurrect that thing called the brand new you in 2022. Oh, my God. That is like so imperative right now. And the main thing that people don't allow that to happen is because they care about what people think too much. And that's what keeps resuscitating situation, the care of what people think. You know, if I let this die, if I let this go, then it's going to look like I failed or it's going to look like I can't, you know, achieve it. Or why did I start it in the beginning? Was I on the right track or it's going to admit that I was wrong? And, you know, it's going to look like I can't, you know, go on or whatever. And so a lot of times that that resuscitates a situation because caring about what people think, what is it going to look like to other people? You know, and and being Mm. concerned about other people, other people's situation, because a lot of times we um, produce things that carry other people that God didn't intend for us to carry. And quite frankly, if we let go of those burdens, you know, we wouldn't be so weighed down. Let's think about it, because a lot of times people pick up situations, responsibilities, right, that have them financially bound. Because they're now they've added on people because of that thing, and now they're caring about their situation, and it's literally keeping them bound. And it may not have never been mm. intended for them to carry those people, but for them to trust in God and let God pave their way that was already predestined for them. So mm, mm, yeah, mm. I, I I love what you just said. I'm I'm gonna jump in because you deep calls in the deep, and I know in your program you say a lot of deep stuff. And so Come deep on, gotta call, answer back. There, <laughs> there's a belief I, I, that I, I have given on stage across the world. I say just because someone helps you pack a bag doesn't guarantee them a ticket on your flight. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> just because a person helps you pack a bag does not guarantee them a ticket on your flight. There are some people right now that's at life's proverbial airport, and the destination is your destiny. And the problem being, if I'm not at the airport on time, at the gate that I'm supposed to board, you know, if I if I delay myself too long, once those doors close, you know, you can't get on that plane. Once you they have done the final call, I don't care if you get there 30 seconds after the fact. Once the door closes, they say, sir, ma'am, I'm sorry, we can't get you on. You have to catch a second flight. You have to be uh, uh, inconvenienced. You, you, depending on whether you got insurance or not, you may have to pay for a whole other flight. This is a season where I believe that a lot of folks are having to make a decision about their destiny, meaning I'm here at the airport, I'm ready to board, but there's certain people that's not here. Do I leave these people behind and do I trust God enough that when I get on this flight and I arrive at my destination, the people, the places, the things, the resources, the money, the time, the education, the coaches, the mentors, those things will be waiting for me at the lobby when I touch down at the next hub. Woo! And, and that includes family. And your friends. <laughs> yeah. That includes yeah. family and your friends. And I want to em- emphasize mm. family because a lot of times we do get caught in, in, in not obeying God and moving in our greater purpose because of opinions of a mother, a father. Come on, somebody, a auntie, mm. a guardian, whomever. And when God has called you, he called you by your name and your name only. Mm. Now you are attached to people and everyone serves a purpose that's connected to you. You know, you, your DNA, your, 
you know, the birthing canal, the, the, the whole process of you even being in the womb for one and, and every character trait and every situation and your, all of the things that you've gone through and where you've been, all of that serves as purpose, but they're all seasonal. Mm. Even even in ministry, your spiritual parents, you know, that you call spiritual mom and dad and and, you you know, and and that pastor from when you was 20 and now here you are 40. You've been in ministry and you haven't grown and you haven't excelled. You know, are you where you need to be? Is it times to go where you're going to get that up left, that elevated increase of of impartation, that level of, um, you know, of, of revelation that you need for this phase? in your spiritual walk, in your spiritual journey. So even in those issues, it is really, oh my God, I believe, Kareem, don't you agree that in this season, oh, yeah. I mean, well, in this time right now, that this dispensation that we are in, and for the coming of our Lord and Savior, that we have to have a made up mind right like he did in Gethsemane. Lord, I want your glory to be revealed and I am done doing it my way. I am done with my own mm. ideas. I am choosing to trust you and lean not onto my own understanding, but not only my own understanding, but nobody else's understanding. And I'm going to acknowledge mm. you and my journey in every area of my life so you can direct my path and complete the good work that you have started. You know, this is a Mm, season mm, right mm. now that it's time to wake up and get where you need Mm. to be, right? So go ahead. What is your thoughts about that? Um, (laughs) I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to say this from a braggadocious standpoint, but I want the folks here that hear my voice to understand the analogy I'm using. God in this season has blessed me with two different Porsche convertibles. And I understand that because the car is so expensive and it's so tricky, I can't take my car to any mechanic, right? I, I can't take it to Bob's mechanic shop and say, Bob, take a look at my Porsche. It's making some funny noises. I, I just can't take it to any spot. Typically, I have to take it to a Porsche certified mechanic or a Porsche certified shop that can take a look at the car. Why? Because the technicians that are in the shop are designed and trained specifically to handle that type of car. This is the season where I believe it's not for you to go to every Tom, Dick, and Harry, not to go to family members, brother, sister, your boss, your friend, Come your, your neighbor, <laughs> to ask for instructions in this season. This is a season where you must go and consult the creator of it all. The creator who sat down and gave you the purpose, gave you the dip, the talent, and the expertise to pull it off. This is the season where I got to get up under the face of God, get up on that Shekinah glory and get information that's going to give me what I need to get to my next level. It's all about going back to basics. I believe 2020 was the year of what I call perfect vision or what I call the great restart. And the reason why I say perfect vision, because for a lot of us, we're still suffering from what took place in 2020 when the world shut down. The thing a lot of people don't see that I saw, that if you are going into an ophthalmologist's office and you ask them, what is perfect sight? If you were to walk me out of here today, what would your prescription be for? The prescription would be to give you 2020 vision. Well, we just came out of the year 2020, right? And we mm. know 2020 was the year of perfect vision because for a lot of people who thought their money was great, they thought their relationship was great, they thought their job was great, they thought their connectability with God was great, they found out after three months of a government shutdown and the virus, the money was funny. The relationship was on the rocks. The job was not stable, right? They found out that they had not been communicating with God the way they should have, could have, and would have been 
if all these things were in perfect yes. order, right? A lot of people don't even get up under God. Yeah. You know, a lot of people only get up under God when they're going through setbacks and struggle. So I think 2020 for a lot yes. of people was the starting point of God shaking the foundation saying, hey, you've been trying to carry this thing on your own. It's not working. I'm showing you the flaws. A lot of people were nearsighted and farsighted, walking around with astigmatism, not seeing things clearly. I think 2020 was also the year that's designed to push people into their God-inspired purpose. So here we are in 2022. I call it the year of the new you. The thing is, what are you supposed to give birth to in this season that aligns with your God-inspired purpose? I, I love that. And I and I agree 100 percent, because really, honestly, um, those that really caught that wave, I believe that God was preparing them already. And that 2020, mm. that this whole pandemic situation really had it was like, wow, this is an opportunity right now. This is what he's been ministering yes. to me about. This is what I felt in my spirit. I can do this. OK, I can do this because he's he's paved the way. He allotted this time to get there. And those that got it, they ran with it. And it's just no turning back at this point. It's like they are ready to 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 do this thing, to surrender everything, to walk through the fire, to walk through the coals and to walk through um, the tra- challenges and the trials and things like that, because they saw how much he did for them during the pandemic when it was nothing, when. Yeah. There was no work when it was nothing. Right. Um, Everybody was you know, Mm. short of money, short of food, short of everything. And God provided to so many people in this time, kept them from Mm. the sickness or healed them um, quickly and and recovered them from the covid and all of these things. A lot of people made it through that, um, you know. And so even in this time. Those people are able to minister. Listen, this is what love looks like. This is what obedience looks like. This is what the will of God looks like. It's really about not caring about nobody else. It's really about surrendering truly everything. If God tell you to move somewhere, you need to move. If God tell you to quit that job, you need to quit that job. If God tells you to start that business, you only got one dollar in your pocket. You need to go ahead and start that business. You need to trust him with everything that you got. He's going to connect the dots. He's going to cross. Cross every T. He's going to bring those relationships. He's going to restore. He's going to rekindle. He's going to shake off. He's going to rebuild. He's going to do it because he wants all the glory. This is the message in this time. This is the message of somebody in the posture of really being ready for our king to return. This is the posture of leaving a legacy, not just a financial legacy, but an obedience to God. I'm a say I'm a believer and I'm going to leave the legacy that I stood the test of time no matter what I never turn my back on God because I trusted him. This is a time to leave a legacy for the kingdom of God in your life. And so I just want to encourage you about that. But Kareem, listen, I love you. You know what? You always can come on the show because I love I love our conversations on here. I think so many people get inspired by the conversations and seeing and hearing that we are flowing um, by the Holy Spirit and encouraging because you motivate people, but you are so kingdom with your perception and mm. your perspective. I mean, you you really minister um, the gospel of Jesus um, in your in your language of coaching and, and, and motivational speaking. And it's so inspiring. It's, it's not a gimmick. It's no corks in you know, no man, anything. It is truly you giving honor to God. And I really do appreciate that gift that God has given you. And that is the difference between someone that is making money off of somebody else and in motivation, 
right? And somebody who has a passion for the kingdom that has been inspired by God himself that wants to generate and produce that same, um, you know, gift that he, that was so freely given to you. And I know that this gift is from God and that you really, really impart in uh, that same uh, impartation to other people. So it's just such a, I'm so grateful to know you and I'm so appreciative that you can join us on the show. So tell everybody where they can follow you and you have to come back again, Kareem. Absolutely. It's an honor always to come back on such a prestigious platform. You know that. Um, so you guys can connect with me on social media. Um, I'm on Instagram at Kareem Ellis one. That's K A R I M E L L I S. The number one, you can go to my website at www.kareemellis.com. Other than that, I am literally everywhere. If you jump on Google and type in the word Kareem R Ellis, you 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 can't scroll without hitting me. I'm gonna pop up somewhere with some sort of content, motivational uh, video, or something like that's gonna manifest. That's just how we roll in 2022. <laughs> hey, I love that. And you know what? He talked about those two forces, right? Because he blessed, you know, he's doing it God's way and look mm. at how God is blessing him. I'm telling you now, when you do it God's way, I'm telling you, when you glorify him, he's going to make sure you taken care of. I, I guarantee it. He's going to let everybody know this is what you, this is the reward of being obedient and doing it my way. You can do it, but just do it my way. Do it when I say and how I say, and I promise you, I'm going to raise you up and bless you. So I love that. I love you're an example of that. And God bless you, Kareem. I love you. This is Kareem R. Ellis. I love him, my buddy. Listen, follow him on all social media outlets and I love you. And you're more than welcome to come back on the show anytime, Kareem. I, I, I love you, Dr. Gina. We are in alignment for our divine assignment. Let's go out there and crush 2022 and let's crush it together. You guys be blessed. Amen. All right, you guys. Listen, we're going to go right into In His Presence with Minister Nicole Atkinson. It's nothing like taking the time to cleanse my face with Rose Facial Cleanser. I love this stuff. And then I take the time to exfoliate my lips with peppermint sugar scrub. <laughs> Skin smooth, lips smooth. Now I'm getting ready for the rest of the day. And now I'm all ready for the day. I just gotta add my pom pom lip gloss. Ooh wee. Mm. Yes. So I got my lip ease. Pom Pom Pink Lip Gloss, my Lip Ease Facial Cleanser, and my Lip Ease Peppermint Sugar Scrub Exfoliation for my lips. I love it. By Lip Ease. All my products by Lip Ease. Hello, and welcome to April's In His Presence Monthly Devotional. I am so excited to be with you today and to share what God has placed in my heart. You know me and my titles, I love them because God gives them to me. But if I had to title this devotional, it would be Fearless. And this is what the Lord gave me in scripture. And I want to share it with you. We're coming out of Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. And it says here, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed 
intimidated. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow, I just love that that verse. We've heard it so many times. I know I have. And um, as we go into the the spring, God has been dealing with me about, you know, moving forward in in without any fear because you know, um, as we started this, as we started spring, the Lord had put in my heart, I do a new thing. Do you not see it? It springs forth. Then he put in my heart, I'm doing a new thing. I need you not to be afraid. And he drew me to Joshua. I don't know about you, but a lot of times fear tries to rise up when there's newness in the atmosphere. And I truly believe that God brought me to that verse because I truly believe, not just because it's spring, but I truly believe that there is newness in this season. And in order to walk in that newness, in order to embrace it, we can't be afraid. We have to step out into the unknown. And we have to remember to be courageous. As Joshua had to know, he had to step out into the unknown. He got handed the mantle from Moses. He was told in three days he was going to take a city. That called for a courageous and bold movement. When I start looking up the word courage, some of these words were revealed to me. Brave, fearless, daring, bold, determined, resolved, spirited, and spunky. I began to say, hey, Nicole, why don't you have the audacity, the nerve to be strong? Be of good courage, like the scripture says. Be brave, be bold, be daring, be determined. Oh, and what I love the most was be resolved. Be resolved in your courage. If you could just be resolved in your courage, then you could have the audacity (laughs) and the nerve to be strong. Oh, Joshua had the nerve to make that declaration that we're going in in three days. We're going to take this city. What is God trying to get you to have the audacity, to have the nerve to move on? What is he calling you to that is requiring such a bold (laughs) and a determined position? When you break the word down, And you see it from all other angles. He's asking you to do some courageous things. He's asking you to move on his, just move on his behalf. And simply be brave. Why? Because he has sent you. He has commanded you. I'm telling you, if we get this in our spirit and let it get settled, that God is a commandment that God requires for us to be brave. He said it in the very first part of the scripture. Have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed or intimidated. That was a commandment. 
he clearly stated that is an expectation that God has for his people. If he's going to send you out to do great and mighty things, it's going to require courage. It's going to require determination. It's going to require boldness. It's going to require audacity to be strong. It's going to require a little spunk. Hey, and it's going to require that resolve. The resolve that I know my father is with me. I know he sent me. So listen, this month, get settled in being brave. Be settled in the newness of what God is releasing for you. Because it's not about you. The releasing is about what he has for the kingdom. He needs brave disciples. And so listen, I challenge you this month to step out in faith. Be spunky. Be spirited. And have the audacity. Matter of fact, have the nerve to be brave. That sounds great to me. Doesn't it sound great to you? Have the nerve to be, to be, to be courageous. So listen, as always, I hope this word blessed you. I am cheering for you. If you want to connect, you can connect with me on Instagram at Nick underscore purpose. You can connect with me at Facebook. I have a women's ministry called Women of Courage, Women of Courage, and then also a website, www.nicoleatkinson.com. Would love to connect with you. Until we meet again, go be brave. Fantastic. All right. I love Nicole Atkinson. Listen, we are ready for our interview with Howard Hewitt. Well, hello there. Welcome, Howard Hewitt. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm so glad you can join us. Welcome to Dr. Gina's radio chat. Hi, great. It's good to be here. Thank you. And you said my gospel song, Say Yes, but it's Say Amen. Say amen. I'm so sorry. You're so right. Oh, please forgive me. It is say amen. You are so right. I don't know where to say yes came from. Well, there's there's a there's a song uh, that I did a long time ago with the group, uh, the all female group called uh, Climax. We were label based on Solar Record, and and uh, there was there was a song that they did, a hit song that I, I did with them called I Still Say Yes. But, oh um, wow! No, well, you know what? Please forgive me, Howard Hewitt. That I don't, I don't oh, make no, those mistakes right. often. <laughs> so please forgive me for that. <laughs> that's fine. That's good. That's good. Well, Howard, Howard, let, listen. I know the listeners are so excited to hear your voice. You've been keeping up and going for for years now. You've been in gospel mm-hmm. plays. You've been in regular plays. You've been in. You've been. You, your songs are still circulating on the airways. All of them. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. basically, just tell the listeners that may not know how did Howard Hewitt find his voice, and how old were you then? Oh, oh man. I, I mean, I I started singing. I, I've been singing. This is all I've ever. This is all I've ever done. Um, I um, started out when I uh, when I was like. 10, 11 years old back in Ohio. Uh, Akron, Ohio is my hometown. And my mom was a, a, uh, a major gospel promoter uh, of gospel music as, as well as a, 
she had she and she had a, a radio broadcast for about you know thirty or forty years, number one gospel show uh, every Sunday morning in Akron. And, you know, she was eventually inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame in Ohio. Wow. And um, and then my sisters and I, when she found out that we could hold a note, she formed the, the Hewitt Singers. And, um, and, of course, nepotism was alive and well in our family back in the day. And, and whenever she would uh, bring a show in, she'd bring in, like, James Cleveland, Albertina Walker, the Caravans, uh, Pilgrim Jubilees, Bolognaire, Solsters, on down the line. And... And like I said, nepotism was alive and well. And, and so every time she'd bring a, a show in, of course, we would open the show for them. And uh, so I, I, I opened shows for those type of uh, gospel legends. And then on the, in the summertime, we would, we would uh, uh, go out on the, on the road and do the Chitlin Circuit, the gospel Chitlin Circuit up and down the right. East Coast, East Coast, Midwest, you know, up through uh, the eastern part of, of Canada. And um, and then when I was about 15, I I went into the uh, R&B field, as they say, and uh, started singing. I, I formed a group back in Akron called uh, Life, uh, a bunch of partners of mine. We, we spelled it L-Y-F-E, and um, we did that until I was about 19, and then I, I went out to California and touched down to LAX, had like about $34 in my pocket, but... You know, I was like, had no responsibilities, no kids, no wife, no family, no, 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 you know, family and, and, and like that anyway. And, and so I, I started like making my way around there and formed a group, helped to form a, a show group, uh, called Beverly Hills. And wow. once we were in shape, once we were in shape enough to tour, we, we toured, we, we, uh, toured overseas for about, you know, I was overseas for about a year. Uh, a little less than a year and a half, you know, and just you know doing doing shows every night on stage. And I was making two fifty, three hundred bucks a week. You know, I was a hired vocalist basically. And then uh, during that time that we rehearsed, we would rehearse and do little shows back in L.A. We would do little shows, um, you know, at this place called Mavericks Flat. The people who own Mavericks Flat, John Daniels and Alonzo Daniels, are the ones that help put the show group together and whenever we had a, a show that we wanted to try out on the live audience we would play at mavericks because it was also a club on the on friday saturday sunday and all right. the soul train people all soul train people used to come down there all the soul train dancers and all that kind of stuff and that's when i first met jeffrey and jody before shalimar even existed exactly so you when, know what that was always spoken of and nobody i mean we everybody knew that but we, we would always try to put it together and see y'all on soul yeah. train and it was that was exciting for us because that we thought i thought i know for my age group we always thought that that was so cool that y'all formed yeah. this group from that that dance show so well, i'm sorry well, i just know, wanted to let you know because i don't know if you know if people thought of that like that well, people, you know, uh, I used to watch before I left Ohio, before I left Akron, you know, just like the rest of the country. I used to, I used to be in front of the, uh, the TV on Saturday, me and my band or me at home or whatever. And we, we would watch Soul Train and I would, I would see Jeffrey and Jody dancing on Soul Train, uh, you know, before I even knew them, before I, wow. before I went to LA. <laughs> and so, you know, I've been, and, and I always joke around because, People, people, every once in a while, every once in a while, somebody will say, well, Howard, you, you know, 
Soul Train used to dance on something. You know, I never, I was never a Soul Train dancer. Now, right. <laughs> I, I never. The only time I was on Soul Train when I went to L.A. Every time, only time I was on Soul Train, I was working. You know, I was, I was with the group, and I, I was, uh, I, I uh, was doing the show. Okay, thank you for clearing that up because everybody (laughs) thought that you were once on the show dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for clearing that up. (laughs) Yeah, but then after you know, after I came back from the year and a half over overseas with the show group, then you know, by that time, by the time I got home, uh, by the time I got back in the states, back in L.A., you know, Salomar had already formed, and they had uh, the first tune they had out was called the was uh this tune called Uptown Festival and the the lead singer at that time was this cat named uh Gary Mumford. And then Gary Mumford went back to the church, you know, and, and uh and then they put this this song together called uh Take That to the Bank and this guy Gerald Brown, uh from Cincinnati from Cincinnati, Ohio. He was the lead singer there. So and then and then they then they broke up and and then Jeffrey called me to ask me if I would uh, be interested. It's actually the second time he asked me, but the first time I was going overseas with the with the uh, show group. And uh, but but you know he called me again and asked me again, you know, if I would be interested in in joining the group. And um, at that time I was you know I the the show group that I was with had split up and and so like you know I was free I said yeah I I love to and and uh, it was a matter I got I got the offer on a Friday Saturday I went over to Dick Rippey the owner of Solar Records I went over to his house and watched the videotape of the Shalimar show and then I guess I did a little lightweight audition uh, he asked me to sing something I said well sing sing something acapella you know right now he said yeah, yeah sing right. something you know. And I, I said to myself, "Well, Lord, you know me and you, right?" And and uh, and I broke into uh, Peebo Bryson's "Field of Fire," right? And mm-hmm. um, got through the first verse, half the hook. Dick says, "Okay, all right, I'll be right back." He goes upstairs, come back downstairs, and he goes in one pocket, gives me like five hundred dollars cash. You know, here's some here's some cash. You know, leave with your you know to pay some bills. He said, but and he went in the other pocket and he had an airline ticket. And that was back in the day when I could ride on your ticket. You you could ride on my ticket. You didn't have to have a specific name on the airline ticket like you do now. Wow. But he said here's the air he said, Here's the airline ticket. You have to you gotta cast a red eye out to New Jersey to, uh tonight and meet Jeffrey and Jody in New Jersey to rehearse uh the lip sync to take that to the bank, lip sync and choreography all day yes. Sunday you you'll and then and he said because Monday you have a TV show to do. Wow. So that's that's exactly how it went down. Saturday, Friday I got the offer. Saturday I did a little lightweight audition. Saturday night I was on the red eye uh, to New Jersey. New, uh, Sunday we rehearsed all day the lip sync choreography to take that to the bank. And then Monday I was in front of a TV camera lip syncing <laughs> to somebody else's somebody else's voice so i did the millie vanilli thing long before millie vanilli existed so you know. oh my god i don't think nobody knew that though Howard. <laughs> yeah yeah but it, but you know and then we then we finished out i it was I, they were in the middle of a promotional tour so we finished out the promotional tour and then went back to la and this was like towards the end of it happened i keep trying to get my dates and everything 
straight in my head. Uh, but it had to have been like the last part of 1979 because I remember it was it was cold. I had to buy a, an overcoat because uh, because I didn't have a I had been in L.A. so long I didn't have a winter coat. So I, when I was back on the East Coast, I had to buy a coat. And um, so then we got back into L.A. I think the, and started working on the Big Fun album, which had second time around on it and everything. We started working on that in the beginning of 1980. And eventually put that that song out in the, towards 19 uh, the middle of 1980, somewhere around there in 81 uh, through there. Well, Howard, let me ask you a question, just, you know, just because I know some of the listeners may be wanting to know. It's a lot of people that um, are really considering moving to L.A. They, they, you know, is L.A. still the place um, where people can get discovered? Is it a place for great contacts or has Atlanta, you know, kind of taken mm-hmm. a, a, a lot of that from California? Is, you know, how yeah. is L.A. today? Would you recommend somebody go out to L.A.? L.A. L.A. today is still cool. I mean, it's still it's still. But but the way technology is now, uh, with Pro Tools and and people uh, having the ability to to really put together great you know sounding uh, projects, demos or whatever, you can basically do it anywhere. I mean, you would eventually have to send your stuff somewhere. You know, like uh, the one thing about Akron, the the um, the city that I grew up in, um, Akron, Ohio. You know, we Akron, Ohio. Yeah. And and when I was a kid, we had a lot of musicians that came up, and um, uh, but we didn't have any, we didn't have any outlets. We didn't have any kind of you know anything that we could see like record companies or or you know anything like that that would that would you know encourage us on, give us incentive. We had to make, we had to create our own incentive, you know, and and. A lot of there were a lot of groups that came up. They were great groups and stuff. And and you know, I mean, I got one of the groups that I used to. I used to, you know, my group life. We used to be proteges of this group called Revelation Funk. That was, mm-hmm. you know, we used to see them and in, in, in our gymnasium for like a dollar fifty. They do battle with the bands with with uh, against Revelation Funk against Ohio players. Ohio players would come down from from Dayton. And Revelation Funk had a keyboard player that only played keyboards and sang background because he didn't consider himself a lead singer. And his, okay. name, his, name, was James, his name was James Ingram. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. So James, I mean, that it was that kind of talent that would come up. You know, I'm doing a, they're doing a, uh, um, an unsung episode on me that, that's going to air on the, uh, on the 24th of this month that talks a lot about all this everything that we're talking about is it's it's really informative is uh uh i'm not sure what time you had to check your local your local uh, check your local uh listings and stuff. Uh, time yeah for, but for the time listen this is amazing i had no idea that you were doing that what a surprise for all of the listeners to know so everything you're talking about and then some we can actually view that because i unsung is one of my yeah. favorite shows it is absolutely love, one of my I, favorite i love it so you know they did they did one on shalimar like on in their second season and um, it was it was funny because they sent me they sent me uh, uh, demos of some DVDs of the of the episodes they had that they had already done when you know they wanted me to ask the rest of the group if they wanted to participate. 
So I say, well, send me some, send me some uh, examples of what you guys have already done. And the first season, they only had uh, four episodes, and and one was uh, with the barge, and one was with uh, Donnie Hathaway. I forget what the other two were. And I remember I was flying, I was flying somewhere, and and I had time to look at two episodes in the in the duration of that of that uh, of that flight. So I I watched Donnie Hathaway, of course, because that's Donnie was the man, you know. And then I watched yeah. I watched the the barge episode. So when I when I landed. I said, I called the producer. I said, you know, I, I love the format because it, it had that e-Hollywood story type of format. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, like, you know, and I said, I said, the only thing I said, we really don't have any, you know, drug horror stories in our, in, in our, uh, in our history as far as Salomon is concerned. Because right. nobody, you know, we, we never did. I mean, back in the day, maybe smoke some weed or whatever, but that was it. We never yeah. had any 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 other kind of any other kind of stuff, and then I then I said, and we don't we don't have any mental illness, although that's subjective to whoever <laughs> whoever <laughs> you talk to, <laughs> you know. Yes. And so so like you know, but but um, and that was one of the things that they talked about when the lady called me and asked me if I would be interested in doing one on Howard Hewitt, you know, some months ago. She said, you know since we did the Salomar one, we would have our meetings and she said, your name came up three or four or five times. And through the years, you know, she said, when your name would come up, they would say, well, you know, well, we did, we did one on Salomar, you know? So she said, but then this last meeting they had, your name came up and somebody said, we did one on Salomar, but she said, then somebody else said, yeah, but Salomar was only five years out of Howard Hewitt's career. Exactly. I I was going to say, because you got a whole lifestyle of experience and everything. And that's why I wanted you to be on the show, because I, you know, I know that the listeners wanted to know more about you because of the history and just your longevity. I do about 90 to 100 dates a year, you know, between between here and overseas. I love I love personal appearances, doing my personal appearances. But, you know, I'm working on my next album, uh, with the like I said before, with the technology now, you can you can really take your time and put it out on your own label with with uh, uh, marketing and distribution and and uh, with with a, a separate company. So you know I'm taking my time putting everything together, and uh, I don't do anymore. I really don't do a lot of plays anymore. I just I, okay. they were really interesting. They were really interesting to me back in the day because. I, I wanted to see what the inner workings were as far as the play right. situation was concerned. And uh, so I, I really don't do a lot of a lot of plays anymore unless it's something special, you know, right. something that really makes a lot of sense. But um, I'm on, you know, the social media is so important today. I, Please you know, yeah. tell everybody how they can yeah. follow you. Yes, uh, Facebook.com slash Howard Hewitt fan page. So find the facebook howard hewitt fan page and um uh you know the twitter account is just the vocalist and uh j-u-s-t-a-v-o-l-v-o-c-a-l-i-s-t and uh and then the instagram account is howard underscore hewitt and um hewitt is h-e-w-e-t-t not ITT. They've been trying to get me to spell it ITT since kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's H-E-W-E-T-T. And, That's um, how I spell it, yeah. Howard. I spell it right. <laughs> good, good, good. But, you know, um, but I, I, 
no, come visit come visit me, especially on the Facebook page. And I have a dot com page. It's called the T H E V Howard Hewitt dot com. You know, we should be cool. We'd be good. Well, listen, Howard Hewitt. Listen, uh, y'all. He's cool as a cucumber, laid back and smooth <laughs> as ever. <laughs> you see, he can sit up and and have a conversation with us, and he just laid back. He could talk to us all day long, and we would love to have him to do just that. He's still handsome and fine as ever, and he still can Thank sing. You. So he bring the mood for that romantic night or that that. You're thinking about your lady night or whatever. He brings that still. Howard Hewitt, you are loved by the world. We love you. We loved you with Shalimar. We love you in gospel. We love you in R&B. We just love you. Please check your uh, date, your times in your local area. Um, and we just can't wait to see you on Unsung TV One. Yeah. And we love you. And fun. thank you for joining it'll a, us. It'll be a lot of fun. I can always say that we, we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. So it's all good. It's all it's, 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 it's always all good. good. You still yeah. striving and you still doing it, baby. So it's all good. God has still got it's you, and good. you still open door. He's doing. He's doing it for you. We can see that. Oh, yeah. He, you know, his like hand you said, is definitely on you. It's like it's like you said earlier. Uh, you know, I, I was listening on before we started the interview. You said, you know, be careful what you ask for because, you know, God will make. Provision will will make provision for your vision, you know, it's for your vision, real. whatever, you know, and then and, and it's just and it that's what it's all about, and and even with the unsung situation, what I wanted to really project was that even in spite of myself, a lot of times ah. in spite of myself, God continued to bless me and continues to bless me even now, and and I I give all honor to Him. This is this is not my career. You know, this is God's career. This is his career. So, you know, I, in spite of myself, he continues to bless me. So that's, Just like that's you the, David, Paul, today. Abraham, Moses, yep. <laughs> Elijah, yep. Elijah, Samson, despite ourselves. You know, you All said that, a you word know, right there, and I hope that encourages someone to don't don't beat yourself up. Don't condemn yourself. Just just have a willing heart. Continue to allow God to transform you. Continue to confess your sins to him. Continue to be honest with him. It doesn't matter about what man think. It don't matter about their opinion. God yeah. knows the heart of man. If you keep that relationship with him, that's all that matters. He knows exactly where you are. And you know, I love when Paul say, despite myself, I do the things that I don't want to do and the things that I want to do, I don't do. But who's going to mm-hmm. deliver me? God himself, that is who. God. That's what the blood of Jesus is for. Things that we want to not do, the things that we don't want to think of. Some things we can say no to and turn away and walk from. But those struggles mm-hmm. eternally, that's this internal you know god will deliver you from them and sometimes you find yourself making a mistake after a year and you'd be like how did i get here because mm-hmm. that wound or that thing is still there but god will deliver you and i love when you say that despite yourself because necessarily it's not always you it could be generational stuff it could be you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. through your bloodline That's and a lot it. of times when people are struggling with stuff they don't know why they're like oh i'm going to church i'm doing the right things i talk to god i speak to him i listen to him i obey him but you still have these inner things and this is why god wants us to be whole what were you going to say yeah, i'm see, sorry before see, we close out see, no it's 
Here's what I always think about is that God knows us. Like in the Bible, it says he knows us. He knows us better. He created us. He knows our history. He knows what our weaknesses. He knows our he knows how many times you're gonna you're gonna fall down, like Donnie McClurkin said used back in the day. We all fall down, but we gotta get back up. So he knows how that. many times how many times he knows how many times you're gonna mess up. So when I, the way I look at it is like for instance, I always like to put things in, in uh statistics or numbers or whatever. So he knows I got a weakness and I'm gonna I'm gonna fail on this weakness. 24 times. So every time I fail on that weakness, I pick myself back up. He said, he's smiling. He says, okay, my son, you only got 23 more times to mess up <laughs> before you understand, before you understand what you need to understand before you get it. You know, that's the way that's, and, and, and I look at, we try to put, we try to put God, you know, uh, and, 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 and put his jacket on as far as like, our own, our own like emotions, the way that we think, you know, and our, our, the way that we think is so minimal to the way, to the broadness and the vastness of what the way that God is thinking. He's looking Howard, at he said our picture. ways are not his ways and his th- our thoughts are not his thoughts, period. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, so like, hey, just, just when you fall down, like I have fallen down. Me too. But the thing. <laughs> But the thing is, is that you don't stay down there and wallow in the whole That's thing. You, you you pick yourself up and you praise the Lord and you keep on going. And, that's, and, strive, that's and life, keep striving that's, to do better, what, but don't condemn yourself if you fall short. Right. Get back up and just keep confessing and keep turning yeah. away. It, it's a breakthrough. Yeah. It is a deliverance day for you. It definitely yeah, is. The, the, the enemy is about guilt. You know, God right. is not about guilt. You know, the enemy, anytime you feel guilty about something or, or, or short, that's the enemy. That's not God. God is about progression and about, you know, keeping you continuing on in this adventure that this and this gift of life that he gave us. I mean, this is a gift. This this life is a gift. And exactly. it's whatever, it's, it's like it's like a grain of sand. One, this this. 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years or whatever we're, we're going to be blessed with is like one grain of sand on all the beaches of the world compared to eternity. And that's what we're yes. trying to get to, which is eternity, that next adventure, that that eternal, that continuous adventure. And like, you the know, destination and, and, is to be with him. That's your destiny, right? It's to be with him. Yeah. Well, Howard, I love having you here. We got to have you back on again so we can talk more about mm-hmm. that because that's Anytime. another part of you that no one knows about your relationship mm-hmm. and, you know, just how you, how he's dealt with you. I would love to get more into that on a next, uh, uh, your, your next visit. Is that possible? Uh, definitely possible because I always like to say I'm not, People say, well, you're really religious. No, I'm not a religious person. I don't believe in religion. I believe in a yeah. relationship. You guys, I love Howard Ewart. Thank you so much for joining us on the show, Howard. Um, always welcome to join us. Listen, I want you to live healthy, live whole, live in your destiny. Until next time, I'm loving you. Bye-bye. Compassion International presents a Mother's Day celebration, a weekend of the greatest gospel artists performing live. Pastor Shirley Caesar, Marvin Sapp, Danny McClurkin, Erica Campbell, Tamla Mann, 
the Clark Sisters. Jacqueline Clark. Regina Bell. Kelly Price. Pierre Shears. The Kenton Spiritualists. JJ Harrison and Youthful Praise. Charles Jenkins. Anthony Brown and Group Therapy. Pastor Mike Jr. And the Chicago Mass Choir. Coming to select cities. Mother's Day weekend, May 6th through the 8th. Check local listings for which artists will perform in your city. Tickets are on sale now. Dr. Gina's Radio Chat.